Section 9b, the enlisted force structure. Philosophy. The enlisted force is a diverse core of functionally and operationally specialized airmen in the profession of arms. Despite the differences across functional and operational lines, there is a compelling need for a deliberate and common approach to force development, career profession, and the assumption of increased supervisory and leadership responsibilities. To best leverage our resources, we must have a consistent, well-defined set of expectations, standards, and opportunities for growth for all airmen, regardless of rank or specialty. The enlisted force structure provides this consistency and common approach. It defines us as airmen first, specialists second. All elements of the enlisted force structure reflect the Air Force core values. Integrity first, service before self, and excellence in all we do, and are essential to the profession of arms. The core values are the basis for Air Force policies, guidance, and overall focus. Purpose of the Force Structure The enlisted force structure provides the framework for a force structure that best meets mission requirements while developing institutional and occupational competencies. The enlisted force structure defines the tiers, ranks, terms of address, roles, expectations, key positions, and approved duty titles for the enlisted force. Additionally, the enlisted force structure provides a framework for supervisors as they set standards during initial feedback sessions, evaluate progress during midterm feedback sessions, and document performance on annual reports. Air Force Leadership Levels the Air Force operates in a dynamic global context across multiple domains requiring leadership skills at three distinct levels, tactical expertise, operational competence, and strategic vision. These levels emphasize a different mix of qualities and experience. The leadership level at which an airman operates determines the institutional competencies. See paragraph 9.20, required to lead airmen in mission accomplishment. As shown in figure 9.1, as airmen progress from the tactical expertise to strategic vision leadership levels, emphasis on the use of institutional competencies shifts from personal to organizational, with a generally consistent focus on people-slash-team competencies. The nature and scope of leadership challenges, as well as preferred leadership methods, differ based on level of leadership and duties. In addition, these levels apply across the entire spectrum of the enlisted force structure, figure 9.2. Tactical Expertise Level This level is predominantly direct and face-to-face -face and focused on personal competencies. At the tactical expertise level, airmen gain a general understanding of team leadership and an appreciation for organization leadership. They master their core duty skills, develop experiences in applying those skills, and begin to acquire the knowledge and experience that will provide the qualities essential to effective leadership. Airmen at the tactical expertise level gain the training, education, and experience to become the Air Force's primary technicians and specialists. They learn about themselves as leaders and how their leadership acumen can affect others through the use of ethical leadership. They assimilate into the Air Force culture and adopt the Air Force core values. Airmen at this level focus on honing followership abilities, motivating subordinates and influencing peers to accomplish the mission while developing a warrior ethos. 
They learn about themselves and their impact on others in roles as both follower and leader, in addition to developing their communication skills. The primary focus at the tactical expertise level is accomplishing the missions as effectively and efficiently as possible using available personnel and resources. Operational competence level. The full spectrum of institutional competencies is balanced across the operational competence leadership level. At this level, airmen understand the broader Air Force perspective and the integration of diverse people and capabilities in operational execution. They transition from specialists to leaders with a broader enterprise perspective who understand Air Force operational capabilities. Based on a thorough understanding of themselves as leaders and followers, Airmen apply an understanding of organizational and team dynamics. They lead teams by developing and inspiring others, taking care of people, and taking advantage of diversity. They foster collaborative relationships through building teams and coalitions, especially with large organizations, and negotiate with others, often external to the organization. Airmen operating at this leadership level normally work below the major command or headquarters Air Force levels. The majority of enlisted airmen operate at the tactical expertise and operational competence levels. Strategic Vision Level At this level, airmen combine highly developed personal and people-slash-team institutional competencies to apply broad organizational competencies. They develop a deep understanding of Air Force capabilities and how airmen achieve synergistic results and desired effects with their operational capabilities. They also understand how the Air Force operates with joint, multinational, and interagency relationships. At the strategic vision level, an airman employs military capabilities, applying the operational and strategic arts with a thorough understanding of unit capabilities, the Air Force at large, and joint and coalition forces. They have an enterprise perspective with a thorough understanding of the structure and relationships needed to accomplish strategic objectives. The strategic vision level focuses on the effects an airman can have across a major command, a theater, the Air Force, or even other services or the Department of Defense. The Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force, CMSAF, and few other senior NCOs assigned to higher headquarters operate at this level. Enlisted Force Structure Tiers, Ranks, Roles the enlisted force structure is comprised of three distinct and separate tiers, each correlating to increased levels of education, training, and experience, which build increasing levels of proficiency. The tiers are junior enlisted airman, non-commissioned officer, and senior non-commissioned officer, with multiple ranks in each tier. Each rank includes an official abbreviation and term of address, as outlined below. Unofficial terms for ranks are not appropriate terms of address, example, tech, senior, etc. However, airman senior or equivalent to the member may use the first name and or call signs. The three tiers correlate to increased leadership and managerial responsibilities, with each tier building on the responsibilities of the previous one. Therefore, senior NCOs are expected to have mastered NCO responsibilities. Likewise, NCOs are expected to have mastered junior enlisted airmen responsibilities. The primary goal in each tier is mission accomplishment. The Junior Enlisted Airmen Tier This tier consists of Airmen Basic, Airmen, Airmen First Class, and Senior Airmen. Initial enlisted accessions 
Enter the Air Force in this tier, Airman Basic, Airman or Airman First Class, and focus on adapting to military requirements, being part of the profession of arms, achieving occupational proficiency, and learning how to be highly productive members of the Air Force. In this tier, Airmen prepare for increased responsibilities and ensure they are trained, qualified and ready to operate both at home station and in an expeditionary environment. Junior enlisted airmen are introduced to the institutional competencies and continue to broaden their technical skills. Airmen Basic and Newly Enlisted Airmen Airmen Basics as well as airmen who initially enlist into the Air Force at the Airmen or Airmen First Class rank are primarily adapting to the requirements of the military profession acquiring knowledge of military customs, courtesies, and Air Force standards, as well as striving to attain occupational proficiency. At their first duty station, they perform basic tasks under close supervision. The written abbreviation for Airman Basic is AB, and the official term of address is Airman Basic or Airman. Airmen. Airmen are still learning and adapting to the military profession and are expected to understand and conform to military standards, customs, and courtesies. Airmen begin to show occupational proficiency at basic tasks and still require significant supervision and support. The written abbreviation is AMN, AM, and the official term of address is Airmen. Airmen First Class Airmen First Class fully comply with Air Force standards and devote time to increasing their skills in their career fields and in the military profession, while becoming effective team members. After a short time at their first duty station, they are often skilled on numerous tasks. Continued supervision is essential to ongoing occupational and professional growth. Typically, the five-skill level is earned at this grade. The written abbreviation is A1C and the official term of address is Airman First Class or Airman. Senior Airmen Senior Airmen commonly perform as skilled technicians and trainers. They begin developing supervisory and leadership skills through progressive responsibility, Airman Leadership School, ALS, individual study and mentoring. Senior airmen strive to establish themselves as effective trainers through the maximum use of guidance and assistance from officer and enlisted leaders. They may serve as first-line supervisors upon completion of ALS. The written abbreviation is SRA, and the official term of address is Senior Airman, or Airman. The NCO Tier Ranks and Roles This tier consists of Staff Sergeant and Technical Sergeant. NCOs continue occupational growth and become expert technicians while developing as leaders, supervisors, managers, and mentors in the profession of arms. Additionally, NCOs ensure they keep themselves and subordinates trained, qualified, and ready to deploy and operate at home, station, and in an expeditionary environment. In this tier, NCOs understand and internalize institutional competencies in preparation for increased responsibilities, while pursuing professional development through a variety of means, including enlisted PME. Staff Sergeant Staff Sergeants are primarily high-skilled technicians with supervisory and training responsibilities. Typically, at this rank, they earn the 7th skill level. 
they must continuously strive to further their development as technicians, supervisors, and leaders through professional development opportunities, including distance learning and or in-residence Air Force Enlisted PME and Senior Enlisted Joint PME. They are responsible for their subordinates' development and the effective accomplishment of all assigned tasks. They must ensure proper and effective use of all resources under their control to ensure the mission is effectively and efficiently accomplished. They should consider broadening opportunities through the development specialty duty selection process. The written abbreviation is SSGT and the official term of address is Staff Sergeant or Sergeant. Technical Sergeant Technical Sergeants are often their organization's technical experts. They continuously strive to further their development as technicians, supervisors, leaders, and mentors through professional development opportunities, including distance learning and or in-residence Air Force Enlisted PME and Senior Enlisted Joint PME. They should consider broadening opportunities through the Development Special Duty Selection Process. The written abbreviation is TSGT and the official term of address is Technical Sergeant or Sergeant. The Senior NCO Tier Ranks and Roles This tier consists of Master Sergeant, Senior Master Sergeant, Chief Master Sergeant, and Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force. Senior NCOs serve as leaders in the profession of arms. They advise, supervise, and mentor others to further growth and develop junior enlisted airmen and NCOs under their charge. In this tier, Senior NCOs continue professional development through a variety of means, including enlisted PME. They have a great deal of leadership experience they use to leverage resources and personnel against a variety of mission requirements. Senior NCOs participate in decision-making processes on a variety of technical, operational, and organizational issues. Master Sergeant Master Sergeants are technical experts, transitioning from first-line supervisors to leaders of operational competence. This rank carries significantly increased responsibilities and require a broad perspective and greater leadership and management skills. Master Sergeants are expected to accomplish the mission through the employment of teams by merging subordinates' talents, skills, and resources with other teams' functions. Master Sergeants must complete an associate's degree from the Community College of the Air Force in their current Air Force specialty if not already earned to become eligible for promotion to Senior Master Sergeant. Master Sergeants continue their professional development through distance learning and or in-residence Air Force enlisted PME courses. They are also eligible to attend Sister Service or International Senior NCO PME and are encouraged to complete Senior Enlisted Joint PME too. They should consider broadening opportunities through the Development Special Duty Selection Process. The written abbreviation is MSGT and the official term of address is Master Sergeant or Sergeant. Senior Master Sergeant Senior Master Sergeants are key, experienced operational leaders, skilled at merging teams' talents, skills, and resources with other organizations. Senior Master Sergeants continue to develop their leadership and management skills and earn their 9th skill level. Senior Master Sergeants continue their professional development through distance learning and or in-residence Air Force enlisted PME courses. They are also eligible to attend Sister Service or International Senior NCO PME and are encouraged to complete Senior Enlisted Joint PME too. 
The written abbreviation is SMSGT and the official term of address is Senior Master Sergeant or Sergeant. Chief Master Sergeant Chief Master Sergeants serve in the highest enlisted rank and hold strategic leadership positions with tremendous influence at all levels of the Air Force. They continue to develop personal leadership and management skills to prepare for ever-increasing positions of responsibility. They are charged with mentoring and developing junior enlisted personnel and strongly influence the professional development of junior officers. They bring substantial operational and occupational experience as well as strong institutional skills to their organizations and assigned tasks. All newly selected regular Air Force Reg AF, Chief Master Sergeants will attend the Chief Master Sergeant Leadership Course. Air Force Reserve and Air National Guard Chief Master Sergeants will apply for attendance through their commands. Chief Master Sergeants serve in key leadership positions such as Combatant Command Senior Enlisted Leader, Command Chief Master Sergeant, Group Superintendent, PME Commandants, Functional and Career Field Managers. The written abbreviation is CMSGT and the official term of address is Chief Master Sergeant or Chief. Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force The CMSAF is the senior enlisted leader of the Air Force and takes precedence over all enlisted members. The CMSAF provides leadership to the enlisted force and advises the Chief of Staff of the Air Force, Secretary of the Air Force, Chairman, Joint Chief of Staff, and the Secretary of Defense on all enlisted matters. The CMSAF communicates with the force, serves on boards and committees for numerous organizations affecting airmen, testifies before Congress, and is the Air Force Career Field Manager for Command Chief Master Sergeants and Group Superintendents. The CMSAF also conducts with sister service senior enlisted advisors on issues affecting all enlisted members, engages with foreign military leadership regarding theater security cooperation, and partner nation development efforts represents the Air Force to the American public, professional organizations, and the media, and manages the Air Force Order of the SWORD program. The written abbreviation is CMSAF, and the official term of address is Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force, or Chief. The idea of creating a CMSAF position surfaced as early as 1964 when the Air Force Association Airmen Advisory Council presented the idea. At that time, Air Force leadership rejected the proposal, fearing that such position would undermine the formal chain of command. Purposeful action did not come until 1966 when Congressman Mendel Rivers introduced a bill that would mandate each of the services to appoint a senior NCO. Congressman Rivers became convinced that the Air Force needed to follow the example of the Marine Corps, which had created the position of Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps in 1957, and the Army, which had created the position of Sergeant Major of the Army in 1965, and appoint a senior enlisted advisor to the Chief of Staff of the Air Force. Although the Rivers Bill never passed, the Air Force recognized the tremendous support behind the proposal. On 24 October 1966, Chief of Staff of the Air Force General John P. McConnell announced the newly created position of CMSAF. In April 1967, Chief Paul W. Airy became the first to wear the unique insignia with the wreath around the star. Over the next decade, support for the office grew among senior leaders and within the enlisted force.
Today, the CMSAF wears the chevron depicted in figure 9.3. To date, 17 individuals have previously served in this office. The present CMSAF, Caliph O'Wright, took office in February 2017. CMSAF Paul Wesley Airy Paul Wesley Airy enlisted in the Army Air Forces as a radio operator on 16 November 1942. By the height of World War II, he was serving as an aerial gunner aboard B-24 bombers. While in Europe, Airy and his crew were shot down over Vienna, Austria, captured and held prisoners by the Germans from July 1944 to May 1945. During the Korean conflict, he was awarded the Legion of Merit for creating a means of constructing equipment from salvage parts, improving corrosion control of sensitive radio and radar components. Following the war, Airy took the job of first sergeant, a position he later said was one of the most important in the Air Force. He subsequently served as the first sergeant for six squadrons at four bases over the next 12 years, before being appointed to the highest NCO position. Upon assuming his new responsibilities, CMSAF Airy began tackling the problem of personnel retention, an issue he identified as one of the greatest challenges he faced. The first term reenlistment rate was the lowest it had been in 12 years, but Airy did not attribute the great decline to the unpopularity of the war in Vietnam. He felt it was the consequence of poor pay, numerous remote assignments, good civilian employment opportunities, and an inequitable promotion system. He became an advisor to a committee to investigate and recommend a more equitable system. His efforts helped produce the Weighted Airman Promotion System, which was adopted in 1970, eliminating local enlistment promotion boards and equalizing promotion opportunities across career fields. In retirement, Airy continued to be an enlisted advocate and spoke to the airmen around the force. CMSAF Airy died in 2009. CMSAF Donald L. Harlow Born in Waterville, Maine, Donald L. Harlow was the youngest of nine children. At age 22, after working a variety of jobs to help support his mother and pay his tuition at a private preparatory school, he was drafted into the Army Air Corps. Serving as an armament and gunnery instructor, he taught cadets to field strip and reassemble their weapons and to synchronize firing guns through aircraft propellers. He transferred to the personal career field in 1945 and advanced to the grade of staff sergeant before his February 1946 discharge from active duty. During the career war, Harlow was recalled to active duty, holding various positions in the personnel career field. At 16 years of service, he was promoted to Chief Master Sergeant and was the personnel Sergeant Major for Headquarters United States European Command and the Senior Major for the Executive Services Division, Office of the Vice Chief of Staff. As the second to take reins, CMSAF Harlow continued to cut a path through the misunderstanding, confusion, and mistrust that surrounded the CMSAF. Ever vigilant, he campaigned for and refined the newly established Weighted Airman Promotion System, garnered continued flight pay for NCOs attending in residence PME, and worked toward equal per diem for enlisted and officers. During Vietnam, he directed his attention to where he felt it was most needed, young airmen and their issues including racial tension, assignment concerns, and promotion problems. 
Known for his no-nonsense approach and keen ability to listen, Harlow advised the Chief of Staff of the Air Force on matters of true concern to the enlisted force. While many of his recommendations did not result in policy changes during his tenure, he planted the seeds for future change. After retiring, Chief Harlow was a strong lobbyist for enlisted equality. CMSAF Harlow died in 1997. CMSAF Richard D. Kersling Richard D. Kissling and his ten siblings were raised on a farm in Iowa during the Great Depression and the Dust Bowl years. The patriotism he developed during his childhood was called on when he was drafted into the Army's Combat Infantry in 1945, during the effort to reconstitute the number of soldiers driving through France. After training and deployment times, Kissling arrived in France a month before the war in Europe ended. His unit assumed responsibility for negotiating the repatriation of displaced Soviets. From there, Kissling separated from the service for civilian life. After a few months spent missing the camaraderie, he re-enlisted for a brief stint in the Army. In 1947, he joined the Army Air Forces, serving first as a clerk and later a personnel specialist. Upon his promotion to Senior Master Sergeant in September 1958, he was among the first group of Air Force enlisted members to wear the supergrades of Senior Master Sergeant and Chief Master Sergeant. Once assigned to the Pentagon, CMSAF Kissling found the enlisted force struggling through the development of a new Air Force. After talking with several base officials, it was determined that the Air Force needed to develop their NCOs like they did their officers. So Kissling placed concerns for NCO professional development in the forefront of discussion at the Pentagon. His persistence paid off when the first senior NCO academy was approved by Congress in 1972. The Academy officially opened its doors in January 1973. However, before the Academy opened its doors, the original plan was to restrict its attendance to first sergeants. In the end, Kissling won the battle of making professional development available to all senior NCOs. His concern for such enlisted issues as housing, pay, promotions, education and training, and assignments earned him the respect of his peers and the nickname the G.I.'s Man in Washington. CMSAF Kistling died in 1985. CMSAF Thomas N. Barnes Thomas N. Barnes grew up in the war-related industries town of Chester, Pennsylvania. In 1949, he joined the newly created United States Air Force as an aircraft maintainer specializing in hydraulics. His first duty station found him at the leading edge of the United States Air Force integration efforts as one of the first African Americans to join the unit. Barnes's unit was flying Korean War support missions. Unbeknownst to others in his squadron, a crew pal taught him the art of flight engineering and let him fly resupply and medical evacuation missions. By his tour's end, Barnes had gained flight engineer certification, accumulated 750 flight hours over enemy territory, and earned the Air Medal. He was the first CMSAF with direct Vietnam experience and the first African-American to serve in the highest enlisted post of a military service. The Chief of Staff of the Air Force consecutively extended him in 1975 and in 1976. CMSAF Barnes's notable contribution came in the area that inspired his greatest passion and ranked among his largest challenges, working to ensure equality among the ranks and races. He took great pride in the part he played in bringing about the Air Force Social Actions programs in 1969. 
he labored to eliminate barriers for women and convinced the Air Force to use them in non-traditional roles. He understood the value of continuing to educate airmen and believed no one should advance in rank without PME, working to establish the service's firm commitment to enlisted PME. Recognized throughout the force for his ability to communicate with anyone, Barnes made listening to airmen a priority. At the end of his tenure, the question most asked of Barnes was, What programs will you implement for the blacks? The answer was, None, Barnes recalls. I told them I work for all blue suitors. After his retirement, Barnes remained actively engaged in Air Force issues. CMSAF Barnes died in 2003. CMSAF Robert D. Gaylor Growing up in Indiana, Robert D. Gaylor wanted to travel and learn a skill. He enlisted in the Air Force in 1948, a transition time for America and the military. As he arrived at basic training, President Truman issued Executive Order 9981, establishing the President's Committee on Equality of Treatment and Opportunity in the Armed Forces, calling for equality of opportunity in the United States military. Gaylor had no experience with segregation or integration and he would witness the long journey to full integration. His first duty was as a military policeman and he excelled throughout his career, advancing to the rank of Master Sergeant with only seven years and seven months of service. Serving as an instructor at basic training and the NCO Academy convinced him that special duties help prepare NCOs for greater leadership roles. In 1976, as a member of the Air Force Manpower and Personnel Center, Gaylor traveled extensively, giving 275 leadership talks annually. CMSAF Gaylor's goal as the senior enlisted man was to feel the pulse of the enlisted force and serve as conduit of information. He addressed low morale and the weak military public image head-on. He educated the force on the hazards of substance abuse and continued to raise confidence and shift attitudes within the force. He is credited with securing a policy that allowed senior airmen to transport their families at government expense during permanent change of station moves, a solid step toward improving quality of life. He educated the force in order to eliminate the stereotypes and prejudices working against equal opportunities for minorities and women. Finally, Gaylor promoted leadership. He traveled extensively, talking to airmen about taking pride in their military careers. He believes one of the most important roles a former CMSAF can play is that of a link between the United States Air Force of the past and today's service. Gaylor continues to meet and serve airmen, conducting more than 40 Air Force base visits each year. CMSAF James M. McCoy James M. McCoy was raised in the Midwest, attending high school in Atchison, Kansas, and college at St. Benedict's College in Atchison and St. Ambrose College in Davenport, Iowa. He seriously considered a vocation in the priesthood, but in 1951, during the height of the Korean War, he enlisted in the United States Air Force as a radar operator. When the war ended, the Air Force had too many operators and needed military training instructors. McCoy volunteered and with only six years of active duty experience found himself in charge of five groups of training instructors. He continued working within the PME system serving as NCO Preparatory School Commandant and as an NCO Academy instructor before returning to the personnel training field in 1973. A year later he was selected as one of the United States Air Force's 12 Outstanding Airmen of the Year. He then became a Strategic Air Command's first senior enlisted advisor. 
While there, McCoy was a member of the Air Force Management Improvement Group, chaired by CMSAF Barnes, which formed to discuss management issues and propose solutions. As a result, enlisted PME expanded into five phases. With the public still questioning the military involvement in Vietnam, the Air Force was experiencing the lowest recruiting year ever. Retention rates were also dropping when CMSAF, McCoy, took office. His first challenge was to improve those numbers. In late 1979, along with former CMSAF Kistling, he testified before Congress that people were not re-enlisting in the Air Force because they could not make ends meet on enlisted pay. McCoy worked with recruiters to get the right people in the Air Force and sought to improve the PME system from basic training to the NCO and senior NCO level. During his tour as CMSAF, the Stripes for Exceptional Performers program was instituted to provide incentive and an alternative promotion option for enlisted members. In addition to visiting airmen, he placed great value on being involved with the Pentagon staff. He expanded the list of boards and conferences where he believed the CMSAF should have a role. In retirement, McCoy remains at the forefront of Air Force issues, having served in leadership positions with Air Force professional organizations and speaking to airmen throughout the force. CMSAF Arthur L. Budd Andrews In January 1953, out of a sense of patriotism and a desire to grow and develop, Arthur Budd L. Andrews enlisted in the Air Force. During basic training, his training instructor asked for volunteers to serve as APs. Thinking AP meant Air Police, Andrews raised his hand. As it turned out, the training instructor wanted area policemen. He spent the next three months picking up cigarette butts outside the barracks. He eventually had an opportunity to enter the military police force, where he served most of the next 14 years. In 1959, while working as an investigator, Andrews was credited with solving a murder committed by an airman second class. By 1970, Andrews had served tours in Morocco, Thailand, and Vietnam, became a first sergeant, and was promoted to the rank of senior master sergeant. During his career, he spent a decade as a first sergeant. Upon assuming his new position, CMSAF Andrews' top priority could be described as getting back to basics. He believed the most vexing problems such as terms of pay, benefits, recruitment and retention had been addressed and were evolving to meet airmen's needs. While he continued to advise the Chief of Staff of the Air Force on quality of life improvements, he began to focus on cultural change. He felt it was the time for airmen to think we instead of me, me, me. He wanted people to focus on how we're supposed to dress, act, and react towards subordinates and supervisors, and how we're supposed to do our jobs. He challenged NCOs to take care of their people and to accomplish the mission. He further suggested that NCOs look at themselves if they were dissatisfied with their jobs. He dispelled the days of leadership by stress and applauded PME for creating a smarter force. Andrews believed the CMSAF needed to know the issues firsthand, which kept him traveling extensively around the Air Force. CMSAF Andrews died in 1996. CMSAF Sam E. Parrish Sam E. Parrish was raised and educated in North Florida. In 1955, at age 17, he joined the Air Force as a ground weather equipment operator. His first assignment as Wiesbaden Air Base, Germany, 
brought him into an experimental program to cross-train as a weather observer. That experiment led to a career. In 1960, he became the youngest seven-skill level in his career field and continued to excel. While the chief observer for the 7th Weather Squadron in Heidelberg, Germany, he was quickly promoted to senior master sergeant, and at age 31, Paris made chief master sergeant. He was a member of the first senior NCO Academy class, and was selected as the Air Weather Service Senior Enlisted Advisor in 1973. He returned to Germany in 1976 as the Consolidated Base Personnel Office Personnel Sergeant Major, and in 1977 became the Senior Enlisted Advisor for the United States Air Forces in Europe, where he established the United States Air Forces in Europe First Sergeant of the Year program. Parrish later served as the 40th Air Division and Strategic Air Command Senior Enlisted Advisor. CMSAF Parrish tackled a range of enlisted personnel issues during his tenure. One such issue was the fixed phase point for promotion to senior airman, which would promote qualified airmen to senior airmen at a set point in their initial enlistment, allowing them a chance to be selected for staff sergeant during their first enlistment. He also obtained Chief of Staff of the Air Force approval to allow flight line personnel to wear a functional badge on their uniform, which led to United States Air Force members in all specialties being able to wear functional badges identifying their career fields. He also obtained Chief of Staff of the Air Force approval to establish the John Levito Award for each level of PME and to implement the first Sergeant of the Year program Air Force-wide. He was known as a straight shooter who did not waste time trying to figure out what people wanted to hear. Instead, he told them what they needed to hear. To Parrish, the CMSAF is the most important job in the Air Force from an enlisted program perspective. In retirement, he continues to support airmen by attending service functions and visiting bases throughout the Air Force. CMSAF James C. Binnaker James C. Binnaker, raised in Aiken, South Carolina, joined the Civil Air Patrol in high school with aspirations of becoming a pilot. Cadet of the Year honors earned him a scholarship to attend flight school and the right to represent his state as a foreign exchange cadet in Great Britain. But in 1957, doctors detected a high-frequency hearing loss, disqualifying him from the program. To stay close to his passion, he joined the Air Force in the personal equipment, later called life support, career field. By 1964, Binnaker cross-trained into air operations, planning flights for missions to Vietnam. While serving in Vietnam from 1968 to 1969, he served as NCOIC of operations for the 22nd Tactical Air Support Squadron, and later as a Vietnamese-speaking linguist at the Republic of Vietnam Armed Forces Language School in Saigon. While in Vietnam, he set his sights on becoming the CMSAF and, as such, being an advocate for enlisted airmen. He also served as a first sergeant and base sergeant major at Seymour Johnson Air Force Base, North Carolina. In 1977, on the recommendation of CMSAF Thomas Barnes, he became the sole enlisted member of the newly established President's Commission on Military Compensation. 
In addition, he spent over seven years as the senior enlisted advisor for the 4th Tactical Fighter Wing, 12th Air Force, Pacific Air Forces, and Tactical Air Command. CMSAF Binnaker's first order of business was tackling the Airman Performance Report, a system of ratings from 1 to 9. In an effort to more accurately differentiate between airmen, the Enlisted Performance Reports was created, along with a system to provide and document performance feedback. Next, Binnaker set his sights on admitting Master Sergeants to the Senior NCO Academy. He believed giving airmen all the responsibility they could handle would result in attracting and retaining higher quality people in the Air Force. He also worked to give minorities and women more responsibilities throughout the Air Force. The Chief of Staff, United States Air Force, recognized Binnaker as a staunch advocate and spokesman for enlisted issues. His commitment to airmen did not change following his retirement in 1994. He stayed abreast of issues affecting the enlisted force and visited PME classes to talk with students worldwide. In addition, he served as President and Chief Executive Officer for the Air Force Enlisted Village until his death in March 2015. CMSAF Gary R. Fingston Gary R. Fingston played minor league baseball before enlisting in the Air Force as an aircraft mechanic. During his first assignment as a B-52 crew chief at Castle Air Force Base, California, he went to work one day with a pack of cigarettes and $2 and did not return home for 30 days because the Cuban Missile Crisis sent the base into lockdown. Ten years later, Fingston worked aircraft maintenance in Thailand reconfiguring B-52s to carry conventional bombs in what became known as Iron Belly Modifications. In 1973, he returned to the States and spent the next eight and a half years as a military training instructor and later chief of the military training division. During an assignment to Anderson Air Force Base, Guam, Fingston broke his back, was hospitalized for 147 days, and returned to duty as first sergeant. Future assignments had Fingston taking part in the first ability to survive and operate exercise in a chemical environment and serving as a senior enlisted advisor. CMSAF Fingston's focus during his tenure was the Air Force drawdown and budget. Holding the highest enlisted position during Desert Storm, he worked to restore basic allowance for subsistence to the troops living in field conditions and increasing the service members' group life insurance. But the toughest challenge he faced was the Air Force downsizing. To avoid involuntary separation, Fingston worked to implement the Voluntary Separation Incentive and Special Separation Bonus Programs. His idea was to provide career paths and milestones in line with the officer career model, led to the Career Field Education and Training Plan, three-level and seven-level technical schools for all career fields, and mandatory in-residence PME schools. He also found himself involved with issues such as homosexuals serving in the military. Air Force specialty codes opening up to women, assignment policies including the enlisted quarterly assignments listing, equal, and equal plus, and even the introduction of the new senior NCO stripes. Fingston remained active in what he called the communication chain of former CMSAFs, advocating for the enlisted force after his retirement. CMSAF Fingston died in 2007. CMSAF David J. Campanale 
Worcester, Massachusetts native David J. Campanale said he had the world by the throat after high school. A promising athlete, when a baseball career fell through, his mother encouraged him to join the Air Force in 1970. Campanale completed aircraft maintenance technical school despite poor study habits and breaking his collarbone playing football. He credits his supervisors at his first base with turning his attitude around. Campanale sought challenges, volunteering for several tours to Anderson Air Force Base Guam in support of B-52 Arclight missions in Southeast Asia. He later volunteered to transfer to aerial repair. As he rose through the ranks, Campanale earned the Distinguished Graduate Award at both the NCO Academy and Senior NCO Academy and was stripes for exceptional performer promoted to Master Sergeant. He later served as a senior enlisted advisor, a role called Richly Rewarding. The year CMSAF Campanale began his tour, the military launched the new TRICARE Health Program. The change introduced many questions and a great deal of anxiety. He led the charge to alleviate those feelings through education. Also, when Congress threatened to change the retirement system to, quote, high one, effectively reducing retirement pay. Campanale quickly responded. With senior leader support, Campanile stood before Congress in the successful fight against the proposed change. Another important recruitment and retention milestone was adoption of the 1 plus 1 dormitory standard, which gave each airman his or her own room. Not a proponent of long speeches, while visiting bases he encouraged questions rather than delivering a speech, which created meaningful dialogue. He believed anyone can become CMSAF and offers those who want to follow in his footsteps this piece of advice. Be honest and keep your promise. Campanale continues to actively mentor airmen serving today. CMSAF Eric W. Benken Raised in Cincinnati, Ohio after graduating high school, Eric W. Benken moved to Houston, Texas to join his parents. Struggling to find a good-paying job out of the area, he joined the Air Force as an administrative specialist. Although first assigned to Ellington Air Force Base, Texas, less than 25 miles from Houston, he would get his chance to travel nine months later on orders to Ching Chuang Can Air Base, Taiwan. During his tour, he deployed to South Vietnam, where he spent his 20th birthday. As the United States Air Force's Europe senior enlisted advisor, he facilitated the highly successful bed-down of forces during the Bosnia Operation Joint Endeavor. He led numerous quality-of-life initiatives, including eliminating and remodeling a third of the United States Air Force's Europe Zero Privacy Dormitories, making way for the newly developed One Plus One Dormitories. During his assignment, Benkin crafted the NCO Professional Development Seminar, an effort to fill the career education void between Airman Leadership School and the NCO Academy. During his tenure as CMSAF, he focused heavily on fundamental discipline, getting back to basics and changing the culture of the Air Force to meet new expeditionary requirements. He championed Warrior Week at basic training and ensured funding for a simulated deployment location at Lackland Air Force Base, Texas. He instituted changes in the 1st Sergeant Academy curriculum, focusing on deployment responsibilities. He believed changing the title Senior Enlisted Advisor to Command Chief Master Sergeant and adding the star to the Chevron were critical to the success of these positions, in garrison and in the battlefield. 
CMSAF Benkin engaged Congress and special interest groups on numerous fronts, ultimately defeating attempts to alter basic military training, gender-integrated training, and reversing the diminished retirement system of 1986. Other significant challenges, including ensuring TRICARE met healthcare needs and modernizing the force with a limited budget, he believed Air Force leaders should focus on the future and take steps to prepare the force for the next century. Benkin served as the first co-chair of the Air Force Retiree Council, currently serves on the board of directors for the Airmen Memorial Foundation and the Mission Readiness Organization Executive Advisory Council, and continues to speak at a variety of Air Force functions. CMSAF Jim Finch Jim Finch entered the Air Force from East Hampton, New York, expecting to do only a four-year hitch. He planned to learn a trade and see what the world had to offer and move on. Finch spent the early part of his career in the bomb dumps as a missile maintenance crew chief before becoming a PME instructor. After four years of teaching, Finch moved to the Leadership and Management Development Center at Maxwell Air Force Base, Alabama. While there, he helped develop a correspondence version of the NCO preparatory course and taught new PME instructors. He was subsequently selected as the Air Force NCO PME Functional Manager at the Air Force Military Personnel Center. While there, he was involved in restructuring the PME program from four to three levels and implementing procedures to create Airman Leadership School and allow Master Sergeants to attend the Senior NCO Academy. Finch later served as an NCO Academy Commandant, the 11th Air Force Senior Enlisted Advisor, and Air Combat Command, Command Chief Master Sergeant. When CMSAF Finch took the reins, the Air Force was moving from a Cold War to an expeditionary mindset. He implemented CMSAF Benkin's basic training, Warrior Week, vision to help new recruits understand that the expeditionary Air Force was not a contemporary concept. He credits the program's success to the men and women at Lackland, candidates, and gave commanders more selection flexibility. Known as a man of vision, he spent three years focusing on enlisted members' concerns and implementing programs to improve future preparedness. Finch recognized that the armed forces had to change to meet changing threats to national security. He believed future-focused leaders were paramount to success and made significant contributions to ensure the force developed that kind of leader. Finch maintains its vision for airmen by serving on boards of Air Force-associated organizations, visiting Air Force members worldwide, and supporting current CMSAF agendas. CMSAF Harold R. Murray Harold R. Murray, a native of Boiling Springs, North Carolina, grew up on his grandfather's farm. Graduating high school in 1974, he briefly attended college, married his school sweetheart, and worked in textile mills and construction before entering the Air Force as an F-4 aircraft crew chief in 1977. Murray's performance and capabilities were quickly recognized by his promotion to senior airman below the zone, and selection as an F-16 aircraft maintenance instructor. He continued to excel as the senior F-16 crew chief on Victor Alert, at Incirlik Air Base, Turkey, 
and later as an A-10 Squadron Production Superintendent. Deployed in support of Operations Desert Shield and Desert Storm, he played a key role as the Combat Turn Director at the most forward operation location in theater. Garnering the Bronze Star and later the Air Force General Lou Allen Trophy. After standing up a new A-10 squadron at Moody Air Force Base, Georgia, Murray's performance and leadership were recognized again when he was pulled from the flight line to serve as the 347th Wing Senior Enlisted Advisor and Command Chief Master Sergeant. He later served as the Command Chief Master Sergeant at 5th Air Force Base, United States Forces Japan, and Pacific Air Forces Command. An evolving expeditionary air force and a changed world after the 11th September 2001 terrorist attacks were catalysts for change during Murray's tenure. Murray refocused basic military training and PME toward expeditionary combat principles and took a leading role in developing a new physical fitness program to improve air force-wide capabilities and readiness. Additionally, Murray led efforts to balance the enlisted force structure by increasing high-year tenure for four enlisted grades, bringing back the career job reservation and NCO retraining programs, and redistributing senior NCO promotions in critical and unbalanced Air Force specialty codes. Understanding the need to maintain strong leadership, he initiated a deliberate approach to NCO professional development, led changes to the management of Chief Master Sergeants, including alignment under the Air Force Senior Leaders' management office, and added a Chief Master Sergeant's leadership course to the enlisted PME continuum. In retirement, Murray remains active in shaping airman development, serving with Air Force professional organizations and continuing to speak throughout the force. CMSAF Rodney J. McKinley Rodney J. McKinley grew up in Mountain Orab, Ohio and originally entered the Air Force in 1974 as a medical technician. He separated from the Air Force in 1977 to pursue his education. He returned to active duty in 1982 as an aircraft maintenance specialist and served in various aircraft maintenance positions at Myrtle Beach Air Force Base, South Carolina, and Clark Air Base, Philippines. In 1991, he became a first sergeant, a position he held for the next 10 years with assignments at Myrtle Beach Air Force Base, South Carolina, Getty Air Base, Italy, Tinker Air Force Base, Oklahoma, and Ramstein Air Base, Germany. Chief McKinley then served as a Command Chief Master Sergeant at Ramstein Air Base, Germany, Langley Air Force Base, Virginia, and 11th Air Force at Elmerdorf Air Force Base, Alaska. In February 2003, during the early days of Operation Iraqi Freedom, he deployed as Command Chief Master Sergeant to the 379th Air Expeditionary Wing, Southwest Asia, before being selected as the 15th CMSAF. He was the Pacific Air Force's Command Chief Master Sergeant at Hickam Air Force Base, Hawaii. During his tenure, CMSAF McKinley was an advocate for winning the global war on terrorism, developing and taking care of airmen, and modernizing aging air, space, and cyberspace assets. CMSAF McKinley focused on properly organizing, training, and equipping airmen during a time when many were being tasked outside their core competencies. His efforts to improve the enlisted evaluation system resulted in the first major changes to feedback and performance reports since 1990. 
CMSAF McKinley also advocated for an educated enlisted corps and strongly encouraged airmen to pursue their Community College of the Air Force degree earlier in their careers. A strong advocate for the American airmen spirit, he opened the door for creation of the Airmen's Creed, which codified core Air Force beliefs and articulated the warrior ethos. His vision led to the creation of the Enlisted Heroes Walk on the parade field at Lackland Air Force Base, Texas and the return of the enlisted collar brass and good conduct medal. CMSAF McKinley also pursued improvements in airman health and fitness, wounded warrior care, child care, spousal employment opportunities, and accompanied and unaccompanied housing. CMSAF James A. Roy James A. Roy grew up in Monroe, Michigan and originally entered the Air Force in 1982 as a heavy equipment operator. He served in various civil engineering positions at MacDill Air Force Base, Florida, Osan Air Base, Republic of Korea, Kunsang Air Base, Korea, Anderson Air Force Base, Guam, and Keesler Air Force Base, Mississippi. He returned to the site of his original technical training, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, as an instructor and instructor supervisor. As a senior master sergeant, he transferred into personnel as the Military Personnel Flight Superintendent, Keesler Air Force Base, in 1999. From there, Chief Roy served as a Command Chief Master Sergeant at Wing, Numbered Air Force, and Unified Combatant Command Levels. These assignments included Columbus Air Force Base, Mississippi, Charleston Air Force Base, South Carolina, Langley Air Force Base, Virginia, and 5th Air Force Base in United States Forces, Japan, at Yokota Air Base, Japan. In October 2004, he deployed at the 386th Air Expeditionary Wing, Southwest Asia Command Chief Master Sergeant. He then served as the United States Pacific Command Senior Enlisted Leader at Camp H.M. Smith, Hawaii. Chief Roy's key focus areas included ensuring airmen were ready for joint and coalition operations, deliberately developing airmen through education, training and experience, and building a culture of resiliency within airmen and their families. He worked to expand and solidify training and engagement in joint and coalition environments, which helped enhance the employability of airmen in the increasingly joint and coalition warfighting environment. He also stressed the importance of updating and expanding distance learning opportunities, and developed and promoted the enlisted PME NEXT construct, designed to close the gap in PME following Airman Leadership School. CMSAF James A. Cody James A. Cody grew up in Lakeville, Massachusetts, and entered the Air Force in 1984 as an air traffic controller. He served in various air traffic control positions at Ramstein Air Base, Germany, Peace Air Force Base, New Hampshire, Vandenberg Air Force Base, California, Osan Air Base, Republic of Korea, Encerlik Air Base, Turkey, Langley Air Force Base, Virginia, and MacDill Air Force Base, Florida. In April 2002, he deployed as the superintendent of the Joint Task Force, Southwest Asia Command Airspace Management Cell. Chief Cody then served as a command chief master sergeant at a task force, wing, numbered air force, and major command level. These included assignments to Travis Air Force Base, California, MacDill Air Force Base, Florida, 18th Air Force at Scott Air Force Base, Illinois, and Air Education and Training Command at Joint Base San Antonio, Randolph, Texas. Immediately upon assuming the position, Chief Cody committed to the continued evolution of the enlisted force, 
he identified various policies and processes and with the support of the Air Force Chief of Staff, an enlisted board of directors moved each of them forward to ensure the enlisted force was prepared for future challenges. He focused on the deliberate development of airmen, evolving enlisted PME to a blended learning model, and establishing developmental special duties, which ensured top airmen were in leadership positions that best leveraged their proven performance across the force. He heightened the conversation surrounding work-slash-life balance, and the importance of finding a reasonable and sustainable demand signal for airmen, and strengthen care and support programs for wounded warriors, including airmen with invisible wounds such as TBI and or PTSD. Additionally, Chief Cody moved the enlisted evaluation system and weighted airmen promotion system forward to ensure they serve today's Air Force and airmen. He led the biggest changes to both systems since their inception in 1970, ensuring job performance was the greatest factor toward promotion. CMSAF Calith O. Wright Calith O. Wright grew up in Columbus, Georgia, and entered the Air Force in 1989 as a dental technician. He served in a variety of dental positions at Pope Air Force Base, North Carolina, Osan Air Base, Republic of Korea, and Kadena Air Base, Japan. In 2001, he became a professional military education instructor, serving in various positions at the Kisling Non-Commissioned Officer Academy, Kapuan Air Station, Germany. He returned to his primary Air Force specialty in 2004, serving as the Dental Flight Chief at Pope Air Force Base, North Carolina, Squadron Superintendent at Osan Air Base, Republic of Korea, Joint Base Elmoldorf Richardson, Alaska and Kadena Air Base, Japan, where he also served as a superintendent of the 18th Mission Support Group. He was selected as the Command Chief Master Sergeant for the 22nd Air Refueling Wing, McConnell Air Force Base, Kansas, in 2012 and served as the Command Chief, 9th Air and Space Expeditionary Task Force, Afghanistan, Kabul, Afghanistan, in 2014. In 2015, he became the Command Chief Master Sergeant for 3rd Air Force and 17th Expeditionary Air Force, Ramstein Air Base, before becoming the Command Chief Master Sergeant of U.S. Air Forces in Europe and U.S. Air Forces in Africa. He has deployed in support of operations Desert Shield slash TORM and Enduring Freedom. Junior Enlisted Airmen Responsibilities Junior Enlisted Airmen must demonstrate a foundational understanding of what it means to be an airman in the profession of arms. Understand, accept, and embody the Air Force core values, airmen's creed, and exhibit professional behavior, military bearing, respect for authority and high standards of dress and personal appearance, both on and off duty, at home and abroad, correct other airmen who violate standards, accept, execute, and complete all duties, instructions, responsibilities, and lawful orders in a timely and efficient manner, place the requirements of official duties and responsibilities ahead of personal desires. Detect and correct conduct and behavior that may place themselves or others at risk, and issue lawful orders when placed in charge of a work activity or task involving other junior enlisted airmen. Begin to learn and demonstrate the institutional and occupational competencies outlined in Air Force Doctrine Document 1-1, Leadership and Force Development, AFMAN 36-2647, Table A2.2, and the appropriate career field education and training plan. These competencies are gained through a combination of education, such as PME and academic programs, 
training, such as basic military training and career development courses and experience, such as primary and special duty and professional organization participation. Meet all pre-deployment and mission requirements and maintain the highest levels of technical readiness. Attain and maintain a skill level commensurate with rank, as well as a high degree of proficiency in duties outlined in the career field education and training plan. Increase personal resilience by understanding and mastering the social, physical, mental, and spiritual domains of comprehensive airman fitness, and encouraging others to do the same. Be mentally ready to accomplish the mission. Issues that can affect and detract from mental readiness are quality of life, financial problems, sexual harassment or assault, discrimination, stress, marital problems, and substance abuse. These issues can prevent airmen from focusing on the mission, diminish motivation, erode a positive attitude, and reduce work quality. Be aware of warning signs and seek appropriate assistance through the chain of command, chaplain, medical community, and helping agencies, and help others do the same. Be alert for signs of depression or suicide. If depressed or suicidal, seek immediate assistance. Practice and teach the DOD ASK, CARE, and ESCORT concept for suicide prevention. Ask, quote, are you thinking about harming yourself or others? Care. Calmly take control of the situation. Show genuine concern and listen. Escort, not direct, the person to mental health, the chaplain or first sergeant. Call for help but never leave the person alone. Junior enlisted airmen are critical to suicide prevention efforts. Be alert for behavior changes and or signs of traumatic stress in themselves and others and seek assistance. Be physically ready to accomplish the mission. Actively participate in the Air Force Fitness Program and always meet Air Force Fitness standards by maintaining a year-round physical condition program that emphasizes total fitness to include aerobic training, muscular fitness training, and healthy eating. Be socially ready to accomplish the mission. Build relationships and networks that promote well-being and optimal performance. Teamwork, communication, connectedness, and social support are key components of social readiness. Be spiritually ready to accomplish the mission. Spiritual readiness is the proactive practice of establishing a sense of purpose or personal priorities to develop the skills needed in times of stress, hardship, and strategy. Spiritual readiness may or may not include religious activities. Be a knowledgeable airman. Stay informed on issues affecting the Air Force using Air Force media sources such as af.mil and my.af.mil. Ensure no discredit to the Air Force or compromise of operational security when using personal and government information systems, including social media. Contribute to a culture and climate of dignity and respect by supporting and enforcing a zero-tolerance policy for sexual harassment, sexual assault, and discrimination. Know and understand the wingman concept. Airmen take care of fellow airmen. A good wingman shares a bond with other airmen and intervenes to maintain an environment free of any behaviors that hinder an airman's ability to maximize their potential and contribution. Positively support one another, both on and off duty. Demonstrate effective followership by enthusiastically supporting, explaining, and promoting leaders' decisions. Develop innovative ways to improve processes and provide suggestions up the chain of command that will directly contribute to unit and mission success. Promote a culture of innovation and continuous process improvement to identify and resolve deficiencies. Continue to pursue personal and professional development through education and involvement. 
promote camaraderie, embrace esprit de corps, and act as an Air Force ambassador, such as join professional organizations and or participate in organization and community events. NCO Responsibilities In addition to all junior enlisted airmen responsibilities, NCOs must lead and develop subordinates and exercise effective followership and mission accomplishment. NCOs have the authority to issue lawful orders to complete assigned tasks in accordance with Article 92 of the Uniform Code of Military Justice. Increase knowledge and understanding of and mentor junior enlisted airmen on the institutional and occupational competencies required to accomplish the mission. These competencies are gained through a combination of education, such as academic programs and PME, training, such as on-the-job training, and experience, such as mentoring and or participating in professional organizations. Increase personal and subordinates' resilience by championing the social, physical, mental and spiritual domains of comprehensive airman fitness and encouraging others to do the same. Champion social readiness. Develop and lead team building or networking activities in the unit and encourage subordinates to participate in outside social engagements. Champion physical fitness. Lead the way by promoting, supporting and participating in unit physical training activities and the Air Force fitness program. Incorporate physical training into the team's duty schedules as the mission allows. Champion mental readiness. Be actively aware of issues and subordinates that can impact mental readiness and mission effectiveness. Address issues negatively impacting mental readiness and take positive steps to resolve them in a responsible manner. Champion spiritual readiness to help accomplish the mission. Allow for and encourage subordinates to develop spiritual skills needed in times of stress, hardship and tragedy. This may or may not include religious activities. Demonstrate and facilitate a climate of effective followership by willingly owning, explaining, and promoting leaders' decisions. Develop innovative ways to improve processes, reduce costs, and improve efficiency and provide suggestions up the chain of command that will directly contribute to unit and mission success. If senior in grade, accept responsibility for assuming the role of leader. Responsibility and accountability increase commensurate with grade. Within enlisted grades, NCOs take rank and precedence over all junior enlisted airmen and other NCOs according to rank. Within the same grade, use date of rank, total active federal military service date, pay date, and date of birth. In this order, to determine seniority. Note, in some circumstances, NCOs who are lower in rank may be placed in charge of other NCOs of the same grade, such as a technical sergeant, with a date of rank of 1 April 2008, is placed in charge of a fellow technical sergeant with date of rank 1 April 2007. When placed in charge by commanders, these NCOs have the authority to issue lawful orders appropriate for mission accomplishment. Take an active leadership and supervisory role by investing in subordinates. Stay professionally engaged with subordinates on a daily basis both on and off duty. Understand a subordinate's environment by visiting living spaces and installation support facilities, such as dining facilities, chapel centers, recreation centers, dormitories, and enlisted clubs. To be familiar with off-duty opportunities and living conditions. Mentorship is a critical component of leadership. NCOs must use professional and personal experiences to positively mentor others. Train and develop subordinates to ensure they are technically ready to accomplish the mission 
and guide and instruct them to ensure they are prepared to accept increased levels of authority and responsibility. Remain keenly aware of individual and group dynamics affecting readiness and safety. Identify those exhibiting high-risk behaviors, intervene, and deter further unsafe practices. Appropriately recognize and reward individuals whose military conduct and duty performance clearly exceeded established standards. Ensure subordinates are held accountable when they do not meet established standards. Provide feedback and counseling to subordinates on performance, career opportunities, promotions, benefits, and entitlements. Feedback and counseling are required using the Airman's Comprehensive Assessment. However, continuous informal and formal feedback, mentorship, and counseling opportunities exist to optimize a subordinate's potential and performance. On an annual basis, NCOs must discuss and provide a copy of the Air Force Benefits Fact Sheet to subordinates during feedback. Promote a culture of airmen who are flexible and capable of mastering multiple tasks and mission requirements. Pursue opportunities outside primary Air Force specialty code. Encourage retraining as needed to balance the force and meet mission requirements. Promote a culture of innovation and continuous process improvement to identify and resolve deficiencies. Complete and promote PME and professional enhancement courses to develop and cultivate leadership skills and military professionalism. Continue personal and subordinate development. Senior NCO Responsibilities In addition to meeting all junior enlisted airmen and NCO responsibilities, senior NCOs must Epitomize excellence, professionalism, pride, and competence, serving as a role model for all airmen to emulate. Reflect the highest qualities of a leader and professional and provide highly effective leadership. A senior NCO's primary purpose is mission accomplishment. Senior NCOs must lead people and manage programs while maintaining the highest level of readiness to ensure mission success. Translate leaders' direction into specific tasks and responsibilities their team can understand and execute. Senior NCOs must study leaders' decisions to understand their rationale and goals. Then they must fully leverage their personal experience and knowledge to more effectively accomplish the mission. Help leaders make informed decisions. Senior NCOs must draw upon their knowledge and experience to provide constructive input to best meet the challenges facing their organizations. Be an active, visible leader. Deliberately develop junior enlisted airmen, NCOs, fellow senior NCOs, and company-grade officers into better followers, leaders, and supervisors. Secure and promote PME and professional enhancement courses for themselves and subordinates to develop and cultivate leadership skills and military professionalism. Provide for subordinates to study career development course and PME material during duty time, when appropriate. Complete an associate's degree through the Community College of the Air Force, if not already earned, and continue development for self and subordinates through available education, leadership lectures and seminars, and the Chief of Staff of the Air Force reading list. Support civilian and commissioned officers' continued development by sharing knowledge and experience to best meet the organization's mission requirements. Build and maintain professional relationships with both striving to create effective leadership teams. Ensure money, facilities, and other resources are utilized in an effective and efficient manner and in the best interests of the Air Force. Plan resource utilization, replenishment, and budget allocation to ensure personnel 
are provided the equipment and resources needed to effectively accomplish the mission. Understand, manage, and explain manning requirements and capabilities. Promote a culture of innovation and continuous process improvement to identify and resolve deficiencies. Promote responsible behaviors within all airmen. Readily detect and correct unsafe or irresponsible behaviors that impact unit or individual readiness. Promote peer involvement in detecting and correcting those behaviors, and recognize and reward airmen who properly employ risk management philosophies. While every airman has a duty and obligation to act professionally and meet all Air Force standards at all times, senior NCOs have a special obligation and responsibility to ensure the Air Force retains a climate and culture of dignity and respect, as outlined in AFPD-1, Air Force Culture. Senior NCOs who fail to monitor, correct, and advise subordinates and leaders when needed have not executed their responsibility. Enlisted Duty Titles when properly applied, duty titles facilitate a quick understanding of a person's role and level of responsibility. Enlisted duty titles are assigned based upon the scope of responsibility and the duties being performed. The following duty titles are the official, authorized duty titles for the enlisted force. Exceptions include special positions listed in AFI 36-2618, Chapter 10, and limited instances when a person's position or duties do not meet the criteria listed below. In such circumstances, enlisted personnel will have a duty title that most accurately reflects their day-to-day -day duties. When published, duty titles specified in functional directives will be utilized. Supervisor Used for junior enlisted airmen and NCOs who are first-line supervisors, such as heavy equipment supervisor and shift supervisor. Junior enlisted airmen will not have the duty title supervisor unless they are at least a SRA and ALS graduate and supervise the work of others. Non-commissioned officer in charge. Used only for NCOs and senior NCOs in charge of a work center or element. Non-commissioned officers in charge typically have subordinate supervisors, such as non-commissioned officers in charge, installation security, and non-commissioned officer in charge, outbound assignments. Non-commissioned officer in charge is also used for those whose primary duty is a unit-wide program or function management, such as non-commissioned officer in charge, unit training management and non-commissioned officer in charge, resource management, even if they do not directly supervise personnel. Section Chief Used for NCOs and senior NCOs in charge of a section with at least two subordinate work centers or elements such as Section Chief, Network Control Center. Section Chiefs are typically senior NCOs and the rank will vary depending upon the size of the section, number of the enlisted personnel, number of work centers, and scope of responsibilities. Flight Chief Used for NCOs and senior NCOs who are the enlisted leaders of a flight, such as Flight Chief Information Systems Flight and Flight Chief Operations Flight. Flight chiefs are typically senior NCOs and the rank will vary depending upon the size of the flight, number of enlisted personnel, number of work centers, and scope of responsibilities. Superintendent Used for senior NCOs in charge of squadron or wing-level functions when having oversight of functions within their respective units. Superintendents are typically a chief master sergeant and occasionally a senior master sergeant or master sergeant at squadron level and below such as Aircraft Maintenance Squadron Superintendent and Command Post Superintendent. 
only senior NCOs will hold the duty title of superintendent. Manager. In addition to the special senior NCO positions of Air Force Career Field Manager and Major Command Functional Manager, the title of manager is used for NCOs and senior NCOs who are program, project, and policy managers at numbered Air Forces, Major Command, Direct Reporting Unit, Field Operating Agency, Joint Staff, or Air Staff levels. They may or may not have personnel working for them and may be the enlisted leader of the branch division or directorate, such as manager, intelligence systems integration manager, joint operations analysis and planning. Chief, used for chief master sergeants who are program, project or policy managers at numbered air forces, major command, direct reporting unit, field operating agency, joint staff or air staff. They may or may not have personnel working for them and may be the enlisted leader of the branch, division or directorate, such as chief, Air Force Enlisted Force Development, and Chief Airman Assignments. Note, Senior Enlisted Advisor, Senior Enlisted Leader, and Chief Enlisted Manager duty titles are only used when holding a designated and approved position. Approved use of the title Senior Enlisted Advisor or Senior Enlisted Leader is not always synonymous with the role of a Command Chief Master Sergeant. Special Enlisted Positions Enlisted airmen may serve in a variety of special leadership or duty positions outside of their functional specialty. These positions include, but are not limited to, Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force. The Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force is the senior enlisted leader of the Air Force and takes precedence over all enlisted members. The Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force provides leadership to the enlisted force and advises the Chief of Staffs of the Air Force, Secretary of the Air Force, Chairman Joint Chiefs of Staff, and the Secretary of Defense on enlisted matters. The Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force communicates with the force, serves on board and committees for numerous organizations affecting airmen, testifies before Congress, and is the Air Force Career Field Manager for Command Chief Master Sergeants and Group Superintendents. The Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force also consults with Sister Service Senior Enlisted Advisors on issues affecting all enlisted members engages with the foreign military leadership regarding theater security cooperation and partner nation development efforts, represents the Air Force to the American public, professional organizations and the media, and manages the Air Force Order of the SWORD program. The written abbreviation is CMSAF and the official term of address is Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force or Chief. Command Chief Master Sergeant and Senior Enlisted Leader the Command Chief Master Sergeant is the senior enlisted leader in a wing, numbered Air Force, Major Command, Direct Reporting Unit, Field Operating Agency, State or other similar organization. The equivalent to a Command Chief Master Sergeant in a Combatant Command or Joint Task Force is a Combatant Command or Joint Task Force Senior Enlisted Leader. The Command Chief Master Sergeant and or Senior Enlisted Leader provides general supervision to the Command's enlisted force and is responsible for advising commanders or staff on mission effectiveness, professional development, recognition, key enlisted airmen nominations and hires, accelerated promotions, performance evaluation, military readiness, training, utilization, health, morale, and welfare of the organizations enlisted, and takes action to address shortfalls or challenges. They also regularly visit airmen, to include traveling to geographically separated units slash elements, interact with sister service counterparts, 
serve as liaisons to and work closely with the local community, actively lead in the organization's fitness program, and ensure the enlisted force is ready to meet deployment requirements. Reg AF Command Chief Master Sergeant and or Senior Leaders served on the Enlisted Force Distribution Panel by advising the Senior Raider and Panel on enlisted airmen's potential to serve in the next higher grade. They assist and advise in the selection and nomination of enlisted airmen for positions of greater responsibility to include developmental special duties. The Command Chief Master Sergeant is the functional manager for group superintendents and first sergeants in their organization. The Command Chief Master Sergeant performs other duties as required slash directed by their commander. Group Superintendent Group superintendents provide leadership, management, and general supervision of the organization's enlisted force and guidance in organizing, equipping, training, and mobilizing the group to meet home station and expeditionary mission requirements. Reg AF superintendents may support and advise the squadron commanders and superintendents prior to the enlisted force distribution panel on promotion eligible airmen's performance and potential to serve in the next higher grade. They also assist and advise in the selection and nomination of enlisted airmen for positions of greater responsibility to include developmental special duties. Total force superintendents manage and direct resource activities, interpret and enforce policies and applicable directives, establish control procedures to meet mission goals and standards, and actively support and maintain robust recognition programs. They work in concert with other enlisted leaders such as squadron superintendents and first sergeants to oversee the readiness, training, health, morale, welfare, and quality of life of assigned personnel. They represent the commander at various meetings, visit airmen in the group, participate on advisory councils and boards, interact with sister service counterparts as required, and actively lead the organization's fitness program. They perform other duties as directed by the group's commander. Commandant Commandants are assigned at each ALS NCOA Collocated PME Center, Senior NCOA, and the First Sergeant Academy. They implement and enforce policies, procedures, and directives directly related to the accomplishment of the school's course of instruction. They analyze data, provide direction and vision, and ensure effectiveness via curriculum evaluations, faculty mentoring, student achievement feedback, and contact with senior leaders. Additionally, they coordinate frequent visits from high-ranking military and civilian leadership. Enlisted Engagement Manager, International Affairs Enlisted Engagement Managers plan, coordinate, and conduct enlisted engagements with partner nations on behalf of the Secretary of the Air Force. International Affairs. They serve at the Major Command and Headquarters Air Force. Enlisted Legislative Fellows. Enlisted Legislative Fellows are senior NCOs who receive instruction and hands-on experience on Capitol Hill through education and development activities consisting of an intense orientation of Congress, a full-time assignment to the staff of a member, committee, or support agency of Congress in Washington, D.C., and periodic seminars throughout the assignment. They write and develop research for potential legislative issues of immediate or ongoing concern to the Air Force and nation. The enlisted legislative fellows are assigned to the legislative liaison, officer of the Secretary of the Air Force. Command Chief Master Sergeant Executive Assistant 
Command Chief Executive Assistants perform assistant duties in support of the Command Chief Master Sergeant or Combatant Command Senior Enlisted Leader at the Wing, Numbered Air Force, Direct Reporting Unit slash Field Operating Agency, Major Command and Combatant Command Levels, as well as the Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force. They serve as personal assistants who oversee tasks requiring attention and pass pertinent data, information, and insights from the staff to the Command Chief Master Sergeant and or Senior Leader, as well as other duties as required. Defense Attaché Defense Attaché serve in the United States Embassies in countries around the world. They manage and maintain Defense Attaché Office budget and fiscal data, maintain Defense Attaché Office's information files, coordinate United States Naval ships' visits and United States military aircraft over flight and landing clearances with host country officials, coordinate office support requirements with embassy officials, and perform office administrative and support duties according to the Defense Intelligence Agency standards. Inspection Superintendent The Inspection Superintendent provides feedback, support, and assistance to the Inspector General and Director of Inspections for implementing the Air Force Inspection System at Field Operating Agency slash Direct Reporting Units, Wings and Wings Equivalents, Major Commands, and Headquarters Air Force. They advise the Inspector General and Director of Inspections on all activities related to the Air Force Inspection System. Language and Culture Advisor Language and culture advisors serve as key advisors and consultants to commanders and supervisors on issues pertaining to foreign language and regional culture. They prepare written reports, briefs, and summaries based on specific requirements, and serve as an interpreter slash translator as required. Enlisted aid. Enlisted aides perform tasks and details that, if performed by general or flag officers, would be at the expense of the officer's primary military and official duties. Duties relate to the support of military and official responsibilities of the general or flag officer and include assisting with the care, cleanliness, and order of assigned quarters, uniforms and military personnel equipment, as well as planning, preparing, arranging, and conducting official social functions and activities, such as receptions, parties, and dinners. Protocol Specialist Protocol Specialists provide expertise and support for all protocol matters at the installation. Wing, numbered Air Force, major commands, and headquarters levels. They perform, manage, and direct all administrative and procedural protocol duties and responsibilities, and provide protocol support for distinguished visitors at all levels. Support includes escort duties and planning and executing program itinerary visits, official ceremonies, and special events. Unit Deployment Manager, UDM UDMs are the principal advisor to the organization commander on all issues related to deployment readiness and execution. They implement and execute commander-directed deployment actions for assigned personnel and cargo, monitor and maintain unit deployment readiness statistics, implement commander, major commands, and headquarters Air Force deployment readiness guidance, and exercise general supervision over assigned squadron personnel in all matters related to deployment readiness and execution. Missile Facility Manager Missile Facility Managers supervise daily activities at the Missile Alert Facility. They perform routine equipment inspections and emergency operating procedures, and respond to actions directed by the Missile Combat Crew to ensure proper operations of the facility. Courier 
courier safeguard and deliver armed forces courier service material. They provide adequate protection for material from receipt through delivery or to storage and caution handlers to exercise care in storing material. Couriers verify each item by identification number when receiving for or delivering material and maintain constant surveillance over material in custody on the courier route. Airman Dorm Leader, ADL ADLs perform full-time as manager of Air Force unaccompanied housing facilities. They are responsible for daily operations to include mentoring residents and assisting them in their adjustment to military life, ensuring residents comply with directives and military living standards, and assessing good order and discipline. They also manage facilities and base areas, perform budget and program execution, and maintain supplies, furnishings, and equipment necessary for providing quality facilities. Developmental Special Duties Enlisted airmen in the rank of SSGT through MSGT may have the opportunity to serve in one of 10 developmental special duty positions. Developmental special duties are identified as such due to their unique leadership roles and the airmen's responsibility to mentor and mold future leaders. To ensure the highest quality airmen assigned to these positions, the Air Force has implemented a nomination process. The nomination process provides commanders, through their respective major command, an opportunity to nominate their best airmen to fill these critical positions, while providing a developmental career path. The developmental special duties are Academy Military Training NCO Academy Military Training NCO's lead, mentor, instruct, develop, and supervise United States Air Force Academy cadets. They serve as the principal advisor to the cadet squadron commander on all issues relating to cadets. Academy military training NCOs prepare cadets to support mission requirements, provide military training, and exercise general supervision and leadership to ensure cadet and squadron success. Airmen and Family Readiness Center NCO Airmen and Family Readiness Center NCOs are the principal military advisor to the Airmen and Family Readiness Center director and staff on matters regarding readiness, resilience, and deployment of airmen and their families. They support the Airmen and Family Readiness Center's overall functional mission to ensure programs and services are responsive, and they develop and provide personal and family readiness. Services related to pre-deployment, deployment, sustainment, redeployment, reintegration, and post-deployment education and consultation. USAF Honor Guard Honor Guard airmen represent the Air Force at ceremonies where protocol or custom dictate using an Honor Guard or military escort. They symbolize the United States Air Force to American and foreign dignitaries at public ceremonies, participate in Air Force and Joint Service arrival and departure ceremonies for the President, foreign heads of state, and other national and international dignitaries, and perform military funeral honors for USAF, regular Air Force, retired personnel, and veterans according to prescribing publication. Honor Guard NCOs lead and supervise airmen serving on the United States Air Force Honor Guard team, performing duties described above. Note, regular Air Force USAF Honor Guard NCOs are selected through the Developmental Special Duty Nomination Process. Career Assistant Advisor, CAA. 
CAAs serve at the wing level and are responsible for managing CAA and first-term airmen center programs, as well as advising commanders and supervisors on force management and professional enhancement. CAAs also advise airmen on career progression and planning, monitor mandatory pay and benefits briefing programs, and conduct advertising and publicity programs. First Sergeant First Sergeants provide a dedicated focal point for all readiness, health, morale, welfare, and quality of life issues within their organizations. At home station and in expeditionary environments, their primary responsibility is to build and maintain a mission-ready force. First Sergeants derive their authority from the unit commander and advise the commander, command chief master sergeant, and other enlisted airmen on morale, discipline, mentoring, well-being, recognition, and professional development. They ensure the enlisted force understands the commander's policies, goals, objectives, and conduct quality force reviews on all enlisted performance reports, decoration recommendations, and other personal actions. Working with their fellow senior NCOs and supervisors, first sergeants ensure equitable and effective discipline and the highest esprit de corps. First sergeants work closely with CCMs to prepare the organization's enlisted force to best execute all assigned tasks. They actively participate in the First Sergeant Council and other activities that support the needs of the military community. Military Training Instructor, MTI MTIs are responsible for shaping newly enlisted trainees into airmen ready to serve in the United States Air Force. They must exhibit the highest levels of professional behavior, military bearing, respect for authority, and dress and personal appearance. They plan, organize, and direct basic training and initial military training, and determine requirements for training, facilities, space, equipment, visual aids, and supplies. They instruct trainees in dormitory setup, drill, and other training subjects using demonstration performance and lecture methods and inspect and evaluate military training activities, personnel, and facilities. Military Training Leader, MTL MTLs supervise all assigned non-prior service airmen during technical training. They evaluate standards of conduct, performance, military bearing, and discipline while scheduling and conducting military training functions. They establish incoming, outgoing, and student entry briefings, conduct individual and group interviews, motivate personnel to develop military attitudes, effective human relations, and social skills for improving interpersonal and military relations, and assist students in their personal adjustment to military life. Professional Military Education, PME Instructor PME instructors use informal lectures, case studies, teaching interviews, guided discussions, and a variety of other teaching methods to provide the PME instruction and education necessary to facilitate knowledge and understanding of the Air Force institutional competencies. They plan, organize, and direct PME programs at ALS, NCOA, and Senior NCOA. PME instructors are responsible for developing and delivering PME courses that develop the institutional competencies for enlisted airmen along their career continuum. As role models for other airmen, PME instructors must exhibit the highest levels of professional behavior, military bearing, respect for authority, and dress and personal appearance. Recruiter The Air Force recruiter is the first airman most potential enlistees will ever meet. 
They represent the Air Force in communities across America and must exhibit the highest levels of professional behavior, military bearing, respect for authority, and dress and personal appearance. They are responsible for interviewing, screening, testing, and evaluating applicants from civilian sources, assisting and participating in special events such as state and municipal ceremonies, exhibits, fairs, parades, centennials, and sporting events, and performing other duties as required to achieve recruiting goals. Technical Training Instructor Technical training instructors provide initial skills training and education for their Air Force specialty. They are technical experts in their career field with an associate's degree from the Community College of the Air Force. They work closely with Air Force career field managers to develop training and education requirements necessary to award the three-skill level and plan, organize, and direct the training of all non-prior service airmen and career airmen cross-training into a new Air Force specialty. Airmanship Airmanship defined The Army has soldiers, the Navy has sailors, the Marine Corps has Marines, the Air Force has airmen. From the Airman Basic to the Four-Star General, we in the Air Force are all airmen. As airmen, we are part of a professional subculture, and we demonstrate various disciplines in defense of our nation through something we call airmanship. Airmanship is the mindset, evident in our behaviors, that causes us to proudly exhibit the highest levels of professional service to our country. What exactly is this mindset? The dictionary defines mindset as a mental disposition or attitude that predetermines one's responses and interpretations of situations. In the case of airmanship, that mental disposition or attitude, mindset, is what we think and how we feel about membership in the profession of arms, and that mindset is reflected in our behavior. A genuine belief in the oath of enlistment and embracement of the Air Force core values as your own commitment to the profession of arms, and an unstoppable determination known as warrior ethos are all hallmarks of that mindset. Such a mindset produces pride, selfless service, and care for our country. This mindset is what we aspire to create and sustain in order to perpetuate behaviors necessary for mission accomplishment. Our behavior is a direct result of our mindset, belief, commitment, embracement, and willingness, and demonstrates our personal commitment to membership in the profession of arms. Adherence to and enforcement of standards, the willingness to fulfill all responsibilities, impeccable wear of the uniform, readiness to perform mission objectives, and perpetuation of the Air Force's culture, provide a clear picture of what we expect airmen behavior to look like. See figure 9.4. Airmen's Week, Airmanship 100. Airmen's Week is the first phase in CSAF's larger culture of excellence initiative. Airmen's Week is the first touchpoint in career-long continuum of professionalism development. Airmen's Week is a standalone course that commences immediately following basic military training, BMT, but before airmen start technical training. Every airman, including guard and reserve, graduating from BMT, has attended Airmen's Week, which began on 23 March 2015. Mission and Goals Airmen's Week equips airmen to transition from a solid BMT foundation to the personalization of integrity, service, and excellence. It enables them to apply our core values to real-world situations and demonstrate the dignity, respect, and pride that all airmen should have in themselves and others. Airmen's Week challenges these airmen to examine their personal values and decision-making framework to embrace the airmen's creed. 
The goal is a more professional, resilient airman, inspired by our heritage, committed to the Air Force core values, and motivated to deliver air power for America. Curriculum Airman's Week is a 31-hour course with a curriculum designed to utilize effective learning methods which require airmen to not only respond to slash engage with material presented, but also demand that they make value judgment on it. This highly interactive environment is focused on the application of AF core values, ethical decision-making, and airmanship. We are all recruiters, W-E-A-R, where and Recruiters Assistance Program, RAP. The We Are All Recruiters, WHERE program may grant individuals permissive temporary duty status if they participate in an event that directly enhances their recruiting mission. All airmen, regardless of their Air Force specialty, are recruiters. A WHERE event is an event where the interaction of Air Force personnel educates and increases public awareness of the Air Force and could potentially provide numerous leads for recruiters. Approval for WHERE is limited to those events where airmen are directly speaking to potential applicants or influencers about Air Force opportunities. Applicants are defined as individuals within the 17 to 39 year old range and influencers are defined as parents, community leaders, teachers, counselors, coaches, etc. Where events are approved on an individual basis. For those events where multiple airmen are attending, each attendee must submit a package for approval. Where requests must be first approved by the individual's commander in accordance with AFI 36-3003. Military Leave Program. Requests are then routed through Air Force Recruiting Squadron Public Affairs to the Air Force Recruiting Squadron Commander. The Air Force Recruiting Squadron Commander is the approval authority for all WARE packages. Members may receive up to 14 days permissive TDY to attend a WARE event. For more information, see AFI 36-3003 or visit www.recruiting.af.mil and review the WARE fact sheet. The Recruiter Assistance Program, RAP the Recruiter Assistance Program, RAP, is an active duty leave program run by the Air Force Recruiting Service where an airman directly supports an Air Force recruiter. The Air Force grants up to 12 days of non-chargeable leave, including one weekend, in accordance with AFI 36-3003 Military Leave Program. RAP is open to airmen of all ranks interested in participating and having a positive impact on recruiting. RAP is beneficial to the Air Force and to participants because airmen can be a major influence in bringing the Air Force story to their hometown or place of previous residence by helping recruiters make contacts and develop leads. RAP duties may include participation in question and answer sessions, making presentations, or providing testimonials of their Air Force experiences to high school and college students. For more information about RAP, see AFI 36-3003 or visit www.recruiting.af.mil and review the RAP fact sheet.